If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, July 12th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for all of our Upside listeners. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Ellie's rotating car seat. We have a car seat that like turns so you can face her towards the car door when you're putting her in. And to me, when you're doing what Moms on Call calls the car seat rodeo, like trying to strap a kid in, in the midst of middle of July heat, uh, in the baking sun, it really makes things easier because you don't have to like half crawl in the car. Did you use that one about two weeks ago or did you just say that out loud? I just said it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's awesome. And one of my girlfriends told me about it when I was pregnant with Ellie or maybe right after Ellie was born. I was like, uh, yeah, when she's big enough to do that, we are 1000% doing that. And it has been a game changer. But they're brand new. They didn't, I think they've only been in existence approved by whoever approves car seats for a year or two. Yeah. They've only been approved. We got um, one of the first. We did get one of, we got the only one on the market at the time. Uh, Because I guess they have to go through safety testing, whatever. They've been in Europe for a while, but they didn't get approved here, like you said, until last year. Oh my gosh. Life changing, especially in the summer heat. Lots of feedback from our show yesterday. So thank you, everybody, for for, uh, doing that. I have not listened to all of the voicemails yet. So I don't know how that's going to shake out. Um, I will put some of them at the end of the show today. I will. Do you want to hear my feedback? I do. Okay. So I've been thinking about it a lot. Here's my feedback. And, you know, we got, it was kind of like half and half mixed of what I read, like messages that I got and stuff. Half of it was like, yeah, you need to step up your game. You guys are podcasters for a living. So you need to like always deliver the A plus game. Um, Somebody made a great point that I think about all the time, which is our show needs to be the best podcast that we have our hands in. And it's definitely not. No, it's definitely not. And, and um, I think uh, that statement, I'm not, I'm not trying to make the person who sent it feel badly or anything, but I think about that every, every single week. Yeah. That, that our show could be so much better than it is. Yeah. But it's not. Well, here's the thing. So I think we're operating at this point out of fear, like fear of change. Because when we first started the show, we were doing five days a week to replicate Jeff's on air thing, which is fantastic. And the truth is, is while that's great, five days a week, producing a five a five day a week show is so much work. Like you have to come up with the content if you're going to do segments, which we actually would love to do. You have to prep for that. And the shows that Jeff has been on, I mean, the smallest show, which was the last one you were on at Star, had a team of five people, you know, people gathering info and doing things. And that was a small show. Your show before that, the Bird Show had like 15 people or whatever, And you would just come in and everything would be prepped and you'd sit down and you could just be you. And so I think when there's one podcast that we're working on and it was five days a week, okay. And you know, Jeff wasn't doing anything else. Literally when we started this, that was your full-time job was our show. And now it's like a 10th of what we do all the time, but the production hasn't changed. Meaning the production is all on Jeff and I to figure out, to research, to prep for stuff like that. And we're doing it 
five days a week in addition to our other full-time jobs of producing other people's shows. So I think when we started, it was great. If this were our only show, I think we would have time to do like a five day a week revamp and make it more like the radio shows that you came from. And for a while we were like, okay, yes, we need to keep doing five days a week for the money. Cause it made us, it made us more money to do a show five days a week. Um, but as we make more money from other things, I'm wondering if it makes sense. Like I think our best shows would be a weekly show or once every or twice a week, but I'm scared that everyone will leave us if we don't do it every day. I, yeah, I think while we're committed to every single day through the end of the year because of sponsorship agreements. Mm -hmm. So we can't make that change for six months. I think, first of all, I want to just make a comment on something that you said about having big staffs working on the shows. Um, A couple things that are different between this and a a radio show and a couple things that are the same. Um, The... Before, I think so, I, I think that um, when you said, oh, there's five people or 10 people or 15 people working on the show, somebody listening might say, well, yeah, but that show is five hours long. If you do the math, that I think we were probably at, when I was at Star, putting out maybe 45 minutes to an hour of unique content per show. Cause you have commercials, 12 mm-hmm. to 15 music. minutes of commercials of every hour, 30 minutes of music every hour. So that leaves 15 minutes of content. Half of that is entertainment newsy type stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that you can react to and whatnot. And then the other half of it is, is produced or um, kind of structured And a lot of that stuff will replay twice. Mm -hmm. You know, it plays early and then it plays late. So with the the content is similar. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to say. But that was true, right? Like you would essentially walk in. Everything was. Yeah. At the end. Pretty much done. Yeah. Like, yeah. Your last like year or so so at the birth show, you would just walk in. They're like, hey, here's what you're doing today. And then you would be yourself. Right. Um, And then. So that was that. And then the. uh, the other thing I want to say about that is, I forgot. Oh my gosh. Are you me? Yeah. Are you me yesterday? I'm, I'm you yesterday. We were talking about how many people were on your shows and how oh, it was only an hour of content. The other thing that I want to say about, about the, that structure versus what we have now, you, you and I are never not together. We're together all the time. So when... I did not take this into account with you leaving your job. There's no time for us to have separate experiences that we can talk about on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that just makes for a difficult filter. So I, I, the last thing I want to do, and somebody pointed this out too, and it's such an accurate statement. The, the reason I hesitate to bring this up is because I don't want it to sound like whining. I don't want it to sound like complaining. I don't want to sound like that we dislike this. This is just us trying to be authentic. Yeah. And we're trying to evolve to the next phase of the upside. And 
every single person listening, whether you've been listening for one week or for, for all four plus years of it, right? Because um, we're coming up on our fifth anniversary. Yeah. So if you've been a part of it since... 2019. 2019. Yeah. If you've been a part of it since since then, you've been a part of the, the whole journey. So so this is just kind of us talking it through with with you. And and I don't ever want it to sound like I that it's a that we're complaining about this great opportunity that we have and this that was launched by this show. Yeah, I know. And I think that the Part of it too is that we've evolved so much as podcast in our podcast development and our podcast production world. Like we know so much more. We know how to stru- stru- structure shows. We just don't know better. how to talk. We don't know, we how, just to don't talk know how to talk. Today. That's our first or, problem. Or hold on to a thought. Um, and we know how to do so many things. There are so many things on the upside that I do and Jeff does tell other podcasters not to do all the time. Um. So our show, if we were following our own advice based on what we know now versus what we knew then would be totally different. We've just committed to advertisers to do a show five days a week. So it's hard to, yeah, hard to change that. If that makes sense. It sounds like you've decided that you don't want to do a five day a week show next year. No, I mean, I it's, I don't, unless I think maybe an option. Well, I asked Jeff, I'm like, do we take a month off to reset? You said like, do we hire a producer? So it's not so much on us, like the, um, you know, there's things I'd love to do that we just don't have enough hours in the day to accomplish and that are really fun that people love. Like even the dog crunches, like everybody loved that. Most people love no, that. No, a lot of people didn't like it. At some point, <laughs> I mean, that was four years ago, three years ago. Yeah. At some point when we would do that segment, I would put it at the very end of the show, after voicemails and everything. Just say, hey. So we would talk about it and say, hey, we're doing the dog crunch thing. Uh, you don't have to listen to it right now because some people have that chewing thing. Yeah. And if they can't, the number of people who, this is just funny, who said, if I see a dog eating, it doesn't bother me. But the fact that I can't see the dog. Yeah. It drives trips, me nuts. Yeah. I hate the chewing sound. Um but and yeah, also like that. Petty Crime Junkie, like yes. would love to do that. Like we had some super fun segments that everybody loved that, um, you know, I want to find a better website for that. Did someone die in my house? I think my house is haunted thing. And we just made, so maybe the answer is we hire a producer who yeah. can help us create like super fun stuff. So we're just responsible for the execution. So we don't hit burnout levels. Um and I think that's, I actually I think love I, that option. Right. Now, the, the more that I think about it, I actually think that solves two problems because it takes some of the work off of our plate, the the labor, because then we never feel rushed. Right. You know, so that's number one. And number two, it allows us to be surprised about what we're doing. Which is so fun. Yeah. Because we're not, there's not a lot of surprises in our marriage right now. Like right. just being totally honest, we've been together for 10 years. We've been married for seven, <laughs> excuse me, seven. As of this year, we work together, we live together and we raise our kid together and we're best friends. So there's not a whole lot of surprises. And that would yeah. be kind of fun to be like, to show up and be like, we have no idea what we're talking today about today. Here we go. And just yeah. sit down and say, oh my gosh. I, You know what? Not see, okay. This is why I'm glad we're talking it out. 
Because the way it worked in radio is when we would come up with something, you know, we would send it in to the producer mm-hmm. and then that producer would look at all of this stuff and create the schedule mm-hmm. for, for the thing. So, yeah. And I bet there are like a bunch of producers that are creative that have been like in radio. Cause I do think it takes a special person to know how to find entertaining stuff like that and how to find a story that might be boring and turn it into something really funny. Well, the, that part is our job. They're doing a producer's job is to do the legwork. So, so if we want to try like every single potato chip in the potato chip aisle, right? Well, yeah, we would still have to go buy them because I don't know the producer would be local, but I think, um, yeah, I think a producer, I mean, a producer would allow us to do, yes, to be fun and not have to be. A producer would allow us to, would would be able to pull audio clip. There's a lot of stuff and yeah. segments and things that we want to do that. Remember the one that I did at Star um, that was 90s clips? Oh, it was Name That 90s. Remember that? I don't, but that sounds right you up my alley. loved it. It was clips. It was a montage of 10 clips of from the of audio from the 90s. Love it. And you had to try to identify every one of them. Love it. I would do that with like 90s TV show theme songs. Right. That's what it was. Love it. There was one, what was it? There's a, the Dude Ranch or something like that. Hey, dude. That one. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. I'm already reinvigorated. So, so for example, putting that stuff together and finding that because then we both get to play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, did we just solve our own problem? Maybe that's the answer. I don't know. But I just, I hope that that everybody listening to this understands that this conversation is happening and will continue to happen. Oh, and by the way, we haven't completely blown off the idea of pivoting the show to be more about Callie's story and the entrepreneur that we talked about a month or two ago. She's just been asleep. I sleep like 15 hours. (laughs) no. Yeah, more 16 hours a day. I'm sleeping 16 hours a day right now. So I got to get my groove back a little bit. So that falls on me. Um, but yeah, I think that would be so fun. Yeah. And the sleeping thing is obviously pregnancy related. Yes. I'm not just, yes. Yeah. That um, is, I had one more thing to say and I lost it. Oh, if you have any favorite segments from the past that you want us to bring back or that you thought were really awesome and a great contributor to the upside, will you call us and tell us what you what you love um, and wish would come back because I think that'll help us help inspire us too as we're trying to figure out what the next phase of the upside looks like. And our number is 800-434-5454. Now that I'm thinking out loud, like also um, Kramer does this on his show where he does an advice segment mm-hmm. that's Ask My Mom, mm-hmm. right? And and so, but he springs these things on his mom and I've thought that would be really cool, but one of us would have to know what it is. Mm-hmm. But what if the ask my mom, not it wouldn't be called ask my mom, but but it would be a Supreme Court Cali type yeah. situation. Um, what if those went to T-Bird? So mm-hmm. neither one of us saw them. Right. She picked out what it was and then told us, you know, where to find the voicemail or read the email to us mm-hmm. and then we react to it. Yeah. So many ideas. Mm. I love it. I, yesterday, was craving 
a slice of pizza. I had a really good slice of pizza on Saturday and have been thinking about it since then. It was the good pizza that Jeff loves is, uh, what's it called? Pizza Jeans at um, like J-E-A-N-S at Pond City Market. Now they have something there that I don't quite understand, but they have a regular slice and then they have something called a mall slice. What's a mall slice? I don't know. It's a giant piece of pizza. I don't know why they call it a mall slice. Did you see it? It sounds cool though. Yeah. I asked what it was and they said it's basically two pieces of pizza and one. I think I got it the first time I went there. It's yeah. just too much. It's yeah. too, too much. Too much too to big. handle. Yeah. Um, but it was really good and it, I was craving it and I was at the office. And so I thought for a minute about going to the mall in hopes that they would have a Sbarro, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is, uh, uh, if you're a pizza connoisseur, is trash pizza. But I think it's so good. Yeah, but sometimes that's what you want. It hits. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you are a world-renowned chef, sometimes you just want a cheeseburger from McDonald's. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I was craving. You know what I decided on? Costco. Ah, I went to Costco mm-hmm. and had lunch. $3, I think, for the pizza. Maybe two something for the slice of pizza. And I got a bottle of water for a quarter out of a vending machine. I got so hot yesterday and I ran out of water and I chug water during the day. And it was so hot. And it's one of those things where you realize that you're thirsty. And then all of a sudden you're like in the Sahara Desert. Right. And all you're you can like, think about it's is- all you can think yeah. about. So I pull into an Arby's drive-thru. It was $2.50 for a bottle of water. That's insane. Yeah, Costco, quarter. So uh, I ate at the food court. So here are my two observations. One, lunch at the Costco food court is fantastic. If you like hanging out with people who were definitely involved in World War II. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kind of like an older crowd, shall we say? Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was the, that was the, were they looking at you like, Hey, what, young buck, what's this young fella doing here? Yeah. Um, I was, de- I was definitely the youngest person sitting in the food court by far. Was it singles or couples? Like couples were couples. shopping there. Okay. Yeah. And then having their lunch. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was Mima and Papa stocking up on, you know, all the stuff. And then Papa, Ma, uh, Mima would go to the table with her napkins, you know, mm-hmm. she'd go get the napkins and the fork and the knife or course, whatever she course. did and sit down. And then uh, the guy would get the food and then he would shuffle over with his. Yeah, I saw one couple. They got one slice of pizza and cut it in half. That's going to be us sweet. in yes. 30 years. So that's one thing. That was the old people. The younger people were all getting this thing called a chicken roll. Which chicken roll. Is a chi- it looks like a chicken Caesar salad rolled up in a roll. If people were buying them by a the roll, ha- like a sandwich, it was like a baked sub, but the chicken, okay. the Caesar salad part of it was baked into the sub, but there were people, younger people, um, buying them by the half dozen. I presume oh my gosh. to take them back to their coworkers. So- I wonder if it's like a TikTok trending thing. You know how trends take off like that. And then all of a sudden there's none available. I'll go back and get one. I'll yeah, do the re- you should have gone. I'll do the research. I had never seen it before. I had never, but I couldn't figure out what everybody was getting in these brown wrappers. Because the only thing I ever think about, oh, and there was an, there was also a salad that was sold out. Huh. Costco to me has always just been pizza and a hot dog. Well, and don't they have like churros or something like those? Um, 
what is it? The cinnamon things. Uh-huh. That's, and what else did you see on the menu there? Well, and they have ice cream, but oh, frozen okay. yogurt with, I think you can get it either with strawberries or chocolate sauce. Okay. Um, but lo- the food menu has expanded by a couple of items and I'm excited to go back and for the upside community, try this. It's work. Chicken it's an roll. expense. Yeah. Jeff just wanted to talk about this so he could put it on the expense account for work. We are like little cooking machines in this house right now. We love to cook during the summer, whether it's like outside or in the kitchen, doesn't matter. But one thing we are using that is a consistent is our Caraway cookware. It is non-toxic and chemical free. So you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. Now, I used to be a big fan of nonstick only because it made my life easier um, with cleanup and stuff like that. Then I figured out how many chemicals and horrible things are going into nonstick and I had to find something else for my family. So a couple of years ago, started on Google, read amazing things about Caraway and I have been a paying customer of theirs um, since before they were an advertiser on our show. Not only did they make cookware with the convenience of nonstick without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals, but they're really beautiful and they have a bunch of really beautiful colors and so much that we actually leave um, the pan that I make eggs on, we actually leave it on the stove pretty much every day because it's beautiful and it blends in beautifully with our kitchen. Caraway's internet famous kitchenware is a staple for any home and comes in a bunch of different shades to fit with any design aesthetic. Visit carawayhome.com slash upside 10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash upside 10 or use the code upside 10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. When you have somebody coming to stay with your kid for a date night or whatever the reason, you always got to make sure that there are some foods that your child loves in the fridge or freezer or pantry. Because if there's not, then mealtime for the grandparent or the babysitter is going to be meltdown time. If you are a little spoon family, you don't have to worry about it because your kids' favorites get delivered right to the door. Now, Ellie's little spoon favorite right now are the smoothies, but they've also got those plates. These these are for toddlers and big kids. They are mac and cheese plates with hidden veggies in there. They're uh, chicken pot stickers, chicken dumplings, things that you probably won't make at home, but your kid's going to love them. Um, And like I said, the smoothies. You can't go wrong with every flavor smoothie. And because Little Spoon is delivered right to your door, you never have to worry about not having it. So there's no last minute runs to the grocery store. They've got stuff to take care of your kid from baby to big kid. You can save 30% using littlespoon.com slash upside 30. That's upside three zero at littlespoon.com. You get 30% off your first order. Little Spoon.com slash upside 30 code upside 30 for 30% off your first order at checkout. It is really hard for me to get motivated to wear makeup in the summer because it's so humid down here in Atlanta and it's just hot and I don't want layers and layers of makeup. So I try to make it as easy for myself as possible while still looking cute because we're taking photos and I always want to feel my best. 
Here's a product that is going to change your summer. It is called the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. Now, this is from Thrive Cosmetics, and I put mine in the inner corner of my eyes to look like you've had plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't. It kind of gives you that little like oomph look like you have makeup on, even though it's just a little dab on the inside of your eyes. You could also use it for an eyeshadow. You could use it as an eyeliner actually. Um, And it has more than 10,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Thrive Cosmetics makes certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and all without compromising performance. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 20% off your first order. Okay. Tomorrow is a big day in the dollar house and here's what's going down. So first of all, we got an email from Ellie's school saying that she is moving up from, there's like two little preschool classes at her school. If we had a producer, we could have had them pull the theme to the Jeffersons. You ever watch the Jeffersons? As in like the- The sitcom? Oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, moving on mm-hmm. to the east side. That's not how it goes, but those are the lyrics. Until we hire a producer, Jeff will sing no. all of our all of our um, segment music. But we got things. And okay, so she, we think she's developmentally ready to move up to the next preschool class, which is so exciting. And she's moving right into third grade. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so she'll be with her little friends next year. And it said the only stipulation is she has to be fully potty trained by the time school starts, which is August 21st. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I am I started reading this book that like 5,000 of you recommended to me called Oh Crap. That's the name of it. And so many people are talking about it. So I read you know, a bulk of the book about how to do it. And it basically says everything we've done up to this point to dip our toe in the water is wrong, which is kind of freaking me out a little bit. But the whole like first part of the book is like, you have to be confident as a parent, like your confidence rules, like don't go into this until you are confident that you got this, be the pillar of strength. So I took, I'm taking tomorrow and Friday off of work. I canceled Ellie's babysitter. I'm not sending her into into camp or whatever. And we are having a potty training boot camp starting on Thursday. And I'm giving it through Sunday. And if she's not potty trained by Sunday, Jeff has to take over. Um, or I'll be like crying in the corner. I, are you ready to take this on? Oh, I'm ready to take this on. Okay. Um, I am really are caught you, up. In are this- you ready for her anguish tears when she doesn't want to sit on the potty. Yeah. And here's what I think I am going to do and how I'm going to handle it. So the book says, you know, part of it is having your kid help you like throw out the diapers. Um, But then there's part of it where, you know, they still have to work. In case it doesn't work, let's not really throw them out because they're expensive. They are expensive. Um, So I think maybe like tonight we'll get rid of. We'll fake throw them out. We'll fake throw some out and then leave like two or three for her. What if in the middle of the night I go into her room with like a ski mask? No. And I make, or like a skull mask and I make a lot of noise. So it wakes her up and she sees me 
and I steal all of her diapers. So she just associate no. And then I'll sit, then I'll lean into her crib and I'll say in a vicious voice, body train. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to veto that. So we're not doing that. And this is why I'm glad that you will be at work all yeah. day while I'm tackling this. Cause I think it'll be easier. Okay. Um, and there's going to be no persuading. Like we're going to throw away quote unquote, the diapers together. And then we're going to be, so there's no plan B done. No, there is no plan B. This has to work. We have to do this. But there, motivation is a, is, there is a plan P. <laughs> There's my sound effect. Uh, uh, so we're going to do it. Um, I am not going to give in. We're going to do this. I know she can do it. And really, truly, my motivation is I don't want her to be left behind, you know, at school when all of her <laughs> friends are moving up. Like, I want this to be really exciting for her. It's possible that she's going to completely blow your mind and just say by 10 a.m. Yeah, Okay. And just do it. Right. Because I think she's just, that's just the way her mind works. Yeah. Once she, she makes just, her mind up that yeah. she's fine with something, she's totally fine with it. Yeah. We just have to get over that hump. Wishful um, thinking. Yeah. Wishful I'm thinking. Scared. So wish me luck. I'll report back on Friday as to how it's going and if I've survived. Uh, here are your three random things for today. Uh, if you are ever get attacked by an alligator, uh, poke it in the eye. That's I thought you were supposed to zigzag and run away. It, yeah, but if it gets you, if you're in its clutches. Oh, oh poke it in the eyeballs. Yeah. And this uh, this story will be told to you by 82-year-old Elise Kyle. Last year, I think the year before. Yeah, 2021. Two years ago, she was walking her dog, her, her chihuahua named Lulu, uh, and an alligator comes out of the water and starts snapping at her legs. She starts to run away trips, which is a horror movie, right? And the gay, the gator clamps down on her leg and starts to do that thing. It starts to drag her in the water and starts to do the thing where, where uh, they flip you over and over to try yeah. to, to get you to be disoriented and then drown. Mm -hmm. And she said she didn't feel any pain. She thinks it was because of the adrenaline and she saw the alligator's eye, so she just took her finger and jammed it right in its eye, and he let her go. She crawled back to shore, screamed for help. Neighbors came and got her. She had to go have a bunch of cert. Had to have a rod oh put it in her leg. Eighty years old. Uh, the the physicians and the surgeons were shocked that she survived it, but now she's telling the tale. If an alligator gets you, poking in this the is eye. in Florida, I'm assuming Hilton Head, South Carolina. Okay, I feel like people in South Carolina, coastal communities. Georgia, Florida, you don't, you can't have small dogs. Why are you walking a Chihuahua near water? Because you South see those Carolina? videos, right? Like, yeah, and mostly, and a lot of times they're in Florida too. It's like if you're gonna have a small dog, you cannot walk near water or a swamp or like you, you just can't. It's you know, like tempting fate. You don't dangle a breakfast sausage over the edge of the table if you got a hungry dog sitting on the floor. Right. You just don't do it. Yeah. Your second random thing for today is also in weird news. A woman in Franklin, Tennessee gave birth to a baby weighing 13.2 pounds, which hurts every area of my body. <laughs> um, it's that's like 80% bigger than most babies. The average baby weights like seven pounds, four ounces. So this poor woman, 13.2 pounds and is the size of a three month old. I, three month. Okay. I was trying to remember 
what Ellie's, because I have her little charts. I see her every time she gets a new thing from the doctor, I save it in the same place. And uh, I think she was, that was her weight at maybe four months, 13 what? pounds, 13 yeah, or 15 pounds or something like that. She was a tiny. I know, but can you imagine being- Literally no. Her- and I was a 10 pound baby. My sister and I were both 10 pound babies and bless my mother. I don't know how big I was, but uh, I know my mom was less than five feet tall. So it doesn't matter how she's, big you are. It saint. was big for your mom. Yeah. yeah. All right. And your third random thing is Threads, the new social media app. The uh, the the meta response to Twitter has reached 100 million users in a week. That, that that's an impressive number, but it's not exactly fair. Because they made it so easy to sign up if you're an Instagram user. You just click yeah. a button and boom, you're in. So I, I, what I would like to see is how many active users there are. I haven't done it yet. Have you signed up and Mm-mm. just not used it? Uh, it's, I, I, I don't know. It's fine. I just don't need another social media. I barely use Instagram. You used to be the king of Twitter. Jeff used to go speak at like places of business about how to be a Twitter star. Remember I, those days? I spoke at Twitter about Twitter wow. years ago out in San Francisco. So uh, those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you. Hi, Callie, Jeff, and Allie. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you had a fantastic vacation. Congratulations on the baby. I am listening to the July 11th episode. I love you, but um, two things I took out of that episode. First and foremost, webinized hampers, hamp, hamster t-shirts. I think this is the fourth. I've been with you since the beginning. And I have three, so unless I missed one, I think this will be your fourth shirt. There's a black one with white weaponized hamster, and then there's um, one that came out with a little the speckled, a little bit more cartoonish, and then last year's, which is like a real rock, like rock style uh, shirt. Um, and by the way, that one's my least favorite. But either way, I do think it's your fourth. And I am so excited to hear that you're coming out with another one this year. Can't wait to purchase it. And then secondly, um, the whole thing about the caller writing in about your episodes. I have to agree. I had the same thought. But basically, you don't have to explain it. You guys are doing life. And sometimes life gets in the way. And though you're putting out a good product, it may not be your best product right now because of everything that you have going on. So maybe instead of trying to do an episode five days a week, why don't you expose us to some of these other projects that you have going on? Um, so the one with the ladies in the cars, etc. Dobby, give us a chance to listen to those and build up uh, listenership that way too. Just a thought. But we love you anyway. Take care. Hi, this is Kimberly. Jeff. You're still having imposter syndrome. Um, you're feeling guilty for being successful, and that's just part of your personality, and it makes you humble, but you can't feel bad for being successful. I'm sure uh, very successful people don't dwell on the fact that if they talk about their success, others are going to look down on them. You can do it without being braggy, but... 
we are all here celebrating your success with you. And while that may take your focus away, as part of your family, we are happy and proud for you guys. So don't second guess your success. We love you no matter what. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Beth from Atlanta. I just had to pause the show because I was laughing out loud, driving in my car, listening to the conversation about Jeff's pronunciation of gorilla. And Callie, when you said it's not Cruella, I just started laughing. That was so hilarious and quick. (laughs) Anyway, talk to you later. Bye. Hi, it's Kathy from Marietta. I'm calling for Jeff to speak of uh, the being real I think being real is to leave the human flaws that occur just in ordinary conversation instead of fixing what just comes along naturally. Love you guys. Keep it up. Enjoy every moment. 